Welcome to another episode of Shaking Not Stirred, where I talk about everything and anything from A to Z, and I don't exclude me. A space where we unlearn the programming of our mind, body, and spirit, and expand our consciousness beyond the veil. Life is simple, people. We're the complexity within the simplicity. Today's episode is on a topic that I think I will have to make a part two on because of how complex it is. Black love, or Upendo Mwewusi in Swahili. Why did I title the episode in an African dialect, you may be wondering? Well, bear with me until the end, and I give you my word, it'll make sense. Now, before I dive right into this topic, I want to first take a moment to affirm black men and women individually. Black woman, you are heard, seen, valued, desired. Appreciated, loved, honored, and admired. You are the gatekeepers of highly melanated life, bearers of majestic beauty, progenitors of culture, forever the equal half of black excellence. You are what we need. You are all that we need. Although we black men may not fully and truly understand your generationally transmitted traumas, we are here willing to hold space for your healing as we also heal within. Thank you, black woman, for being you. Black men, brothers, I see you out there. You are enough and have always been enough. You work hard. Your perseverance, dedication, and persistence does not go unnoticed. You are worthy fathers, husbands, brothers, uncles, and any other hats you may wear. Black men, I appreciate you. I value your existence and you deserve to grow old. Now that I've said my piece, let me dive right in. For those who may be wondering, I've been away from podcasting for a few weeks so that I could do some self-care and also gather my mind to touch on this sensitive yet much-needed conversation or topic. This gender war that seems to have spiraled completely out of control has been affecting the black community heavily in the U.S. for the last five to six decades. And if we don't stop pulling the trigger on both sides, I'm going to say this in the most straightforward way I could possibly say it. We will become an extinct entity on this planet. Let me say it another way. We will, not might, but we will fade away into the cosmic background of existence. Now, this isn't going to be an episode of how or where exactly the war found itself in our community, but I would be completely remiss if I didn't provide some level of context into why most black men and women can't seem to work together or get along. And it starts with one word. We all know the word. Slavery. And now, before you put me on pause or close out the app, you're listening to me on because you really don't care to hear another talk about slavery. Indulge me just for a few minutes as I try to break down an aspect of slavery that has and continue to affect black men and women as a whole that you might find interesting. So slavery in and of itself is not at all a new concept or occurrence in the human experience. Slaves have been actually in existence or slavery has been in existence since man has been alive on this planet. Some of you may know them as prisoners of war, and that usually that was usually the extent of it. Those prisoners of wars at the times were made to enter into contracts with their quote-unquote masters. With a set or limited amount of time, they could work for their masters, and once their a lot of time was up, they were free to go about their lives again. So here's where it took a twist for the worse. Chattel slavery, or slavery that stripped away the very beingness of our humanity, when introduced in North Africa with the Arab slave trades, 
and then later on moving over to the to West Africa to the, excuse me the West African coast through the transatlantic slave trade did two distinct things to both African men and women. Now, whether or not you believe the slave trade actually occurred in history is not something that I'm here to debate with or defend. Truth never needs defending or proof. So, For men, a key thing chattel slavery accomplished was to render him useless in the eyes of his female African counterpart. You see, I don't care from what part of the world you live in. There's no man, black, white, green, red, polka dot, living and breathing today that can openly declare or express that he doesn't value working or doing something to enhance his quality of living and those around him. Not one. We're wired to want to build, establish, and physically manipulate the environment around us to see what we can create externally. You take that away from any man and you have a being that essentially feels worthless, whether they want to admit it or not. Chattel slavery took away the black man's inherent human sovereignty over himself and his function as the protector, problem solver, and provider of his family and left him in a state of extreme internal despair. It's essentially almost completely, it essentially almost completely eliminated the divine masculine essence of the African man and left him no barren space to recoup and rebuild due to the constant reinforcings via lynchings, castrations, and a number of effective ways. I did an episode a while back where I brought up the stats on the suicide rates among black men, particularly in the U.S., and some people are still shocked to this day at the numbers. But my question to them is, why? Why would it be alarming or surprising that black men have the highest rate among men committing suicides? Aren't these the same descendants of those African male slaves I referred to just a little while ago? And honestly, how disturbing of a stat is it really to you? What is actively being done on a massive scale to prevent those numbers from climbing or reducing them altogether? Now, let's take a look on the flip side of what the effects of chattel slavery had on our black women. Chattel slavery also reduced the beingness of the African women. However, in the same vein, it did something that most people either partially dismiss or completely ignore altogether. While African women were being ripped apart from their male counterparts, they were also given a greater range of experiencing their feminine essence by being mothers not only to their own children, but to the children of their masters at the time. As women are generally wired to be more nurturing, compassionate, understanding, tender, and intuitive with their children, African women weren't completely denied that experience while under their rule, quote-unquote rule, of their masters. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. Yes, black women's humanity was disrupted by their masters through sexual exploitations, beatings, and sometimes through disdain and absolute contempt by their masters' wives. So this isn't me contemplating out loud who had it worse during slavery, men or women. No. Rather, this is me asking us black men and women to step back for a brief moment, truly step back and understand or empathize with, at, at the least, with our ancestors' unique and distinct experiences under chattel slavery to see how or what roles those traumatic experiences played or plays rather into our current everyday lives and to begin to heal those wounds that we all are carrying in our very DNA. As I promised at the very beginning of the episode, I'm going to pause it here and come back with part two as I break down how we can end this shit that's truly keeping us from overcoming and thriving in this world as a collective. And what are we willing to sacrifice to get there? If and only if you truly care about black people and black love. Peace and blessings. Thank you.
This has been another episode of Shake It Not Stirred, where I talk about anything and everything from A to Z, and I don't exclude me. A space where we unlearn the programming of our mind, body, and spirit and expand our consciousness beyond the veil. Life is really simple, people. We're the complexity within the simplicity. Peace and love. Thank you.